Welcome to a Turn on the Jets digital special presentation. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And as we did yesterday with day one of the Senior Bowl, we are going to check in Mobile, Alabama, where our man Clayton Smarslock is on the scene covering Senior Bowl practices. The game is on Saturday, but all week there's the practices and all the media around to check out these prospects and see what they see and get the buzz and all the chatter from the scouts and everybody in the know. So Clayton is our man on the scene there, and he's going to tell us all about day two of Senior Bowl week. Clayton, what's going on, man? Hey, Scott, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just excited to talk to you, although I know that yesterday was a bit of a nightmare for you. You had the bad weather, so the media was locked out of the practice, but you still have information on it. And also, from what I understand, you had a problem with power for a lot of the day. Yeah, uh, around like five, uh, 5 o'clock, I'd lost power, and I had no Wi-Fi, had no uh, internet connection, like it was bad. It, I, had to, I had to get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> it's so funny if I were to travel back in time 20 years and tell somebody that. They'd be like, Internet? What is the big deal? But this is the world we live in now where everybody lives on their phones and their tablets, and that's how we get information to each other, even podcasts, yep. really, if you think about it. So that's what we're doing here and going over the latest gossip and all the happenings at day two of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. So let's talk about this, Clayton. The actual practice, the media wasn't allowed in because it was indoors due to the weather. But, of course, details leaked out, and I'm sure you have a bunch of them. So what do you have on what happened at the practice? Yeah, so the first practice was the North team. Uh, from what I'm hearing, like, we talked a little bit about Andy Isabella yesterday, and it seems that it's Kenny Hart who's the short guy to watch out for. He's 5'8". Uh, receiver from Georgia State, so he's not a, he's not a name you're really going to hear about. Uh, but I think he's he's getting a lot of buzz down here, and at the combine, if he gets a, an invite, which I'm sure he will, he's he's probably going to blow it up there because he's a fast dude. So that, that's one guy to look out for. Uh, another couple of other receivers, Terry McLaurin. I think I spoke about him a little bit. He's been showing great route running. He's a he's a fast guy. He's about six foot, a little more size. He's not the uh, He's probably not what Paris Campbell is from Ohio State, but I think he'll get good value with him in like maybe like late day two, early day three. And Keelan Doss, he's another receiver from UC Davis. I haven't watched him on tape a whole bunch, but a lot of scouts down here are really liking like what he's doing with route running, getting good releases. Big bigger guy. Uh, I think he's around like six two if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you know, those are some of the receivers that uh, that stood out yesterday for sure. How do you think those guys would fit with the Jets? Any of them that you look at and see as a potential strong fit with Sam Darnold and now the new offense with Adam Gase? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have Quincy inside a little more. I'm, I'm curious to see how they use him. I'm, I'm not really positive, but Robbie's obviously going to be used as like a Kenny Stills type. So if they want, like, Terry McLaurin, he could. I don't know. Right, so I brought this up uh, to someone yesterday, and they compared Terry McLaurin to. <laughs> and Jeff Smith might not like this, to a uh, Devin Smith type. And, <laughs> yeah, I like Devin Smith coming out, but, like, he was saying, like, yeah, he might compare to him, but just not in the second round. And I think he, I think McLaurin can be a good value in the second round for the Jets. Oh, not in the second round, sorry. And, like, like I said, day, late day two or day three for the Jets. He can be the outside receiver opposite Robbie. Um, I would like to see a little. I gotta go back and watch his tape a little more, see how refined he is as a route runner, because that's like the biggest thing. We don't need another guy that needs to 
learn how to run short and intermediate routes like Robbie's doing. Uh, and Keelan Goss, like I said, he, we could use another bigger body, but I haven't watched him at all. I'm, actually, he's like the one guy I want to watch in my flight home. For the record, I was a big proponent of Devin Smith, too. You miss sometimes, man. It yeah. can't be right all the time. I would say I'm yep. right at least at least 2% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I might edge you out at 3%. <laughs> a slight edge, a slight edge. So, Clayton, yeah. what else was going on yesterday at practice from everything that you could tell? Yeah, so a couple a couple linemen uh, to watch out for. Garrett Bradbury, uh, the center for uh, North Carolina State. Uh, that he's he had a really, really good day, day two. Really strong, physical guy. Uh, also, like I mentioned, Elson Jenkins. Yeah, we still read him yesterday from Mississippi State. Those are probably the two top interior linemen here. And another name to look out for, Andre Dillard, the uh, left tackle from Washington State. He's moving up boards. He's moving way up. You got to keep an eye on him. He's not going to be, like, top three pick. But if the Jets want to trade down, he could be a target they look at. He might be the first tackle off the board come April. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Any other players that you were hearing about that you didn't hear about in day one? We got Wes Hills, and you're probably not going to know who this guy is. He's a running back from Slippery Rock, and that's college in Pennsylvania, a small school. Uh, He's really powerful. He's a big guy, fast. Uh, Showed off his hands, route running ability from the backfield. He's most likely going to be a big three pick. I'd be shocked if he went any earlier than like the fifth round. But, uh, yeah, and that's one guy I was – he was a little addition to, uh, to the roster as well, so I didn't get to really know anything about him. So that's one guy I'm really looking forward to seeing. I kind of want the Jets to draft him now just because his school sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember hearing about when I was like – when I was trying to apply to colleges and stuff, I'm like, slippery rock, what, like, what's this? But <laughs> it sounds like a comedy sketch. You wouldn't think that's an actual college. It sounds like it's made up, but I guess it's real and this guy's legit. So we'll see what happens with his draft stock. I would love to have somebody from Slippery Rock on the Jets. It would just be amazing when they're on Monday Night Football and the announcers have to say, 
that he's from Slippery Rock 65 times, and that becomes the new talking point. The same way that we hear all about how Sean McVay is 34 years old, that has to be the talking point every 10 minutes during these broadcasts. But one talking point that I'm sure we're going to get a lot of during the broadcast on Saturday at the Senior Bowl is about how these quarterbacks are moving up and down the board. I know one of the guys that you heard about having a bad practice yesterday was Daniel Jones, the quarterback. He's been a bit of a divisive figure. In fact, Jim Colburn, who's going to come on tomorrow to recap the third day of Senior Bowl practice, He's very down on Jones based on his data and analytics So I'm going to ask him about what he saw from Jones down there And also what his analytics tell him But apparently things did not go so well for this young man yesterday Yeah, I mean, he had a decent day one But uh, yesterday, from what I'm hearing He had a really bad day too He threw back-to-back interceptions And I saw the first one It was He held the ball for so long and then threw it into the fight Where the receiver was smothered by uh, Nasir Adderley, DB uh, from Delaware. And people are just thinking, like, what, what is this guy thinking? Like, what does he see? Uh, so after his bad practice, the, I can't confirm this, but the buzz around him is that he was declining, declining to talk to any media, and you have to speak to his agent uh, before talking to him, which was not a good look for him, because considering that he might be going into this week, people thought he was a first-round pick. Uh, so if this is true and he's struggling to talk to media in Mobile, Alabama, just imagine how it would be if he was the quarterback for the New York Giants. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if I want to compare this in some way to somebody, it would be Geno Smith. Now, Geno Smith didn't go to the Senior Bowl, if you remember, because he thought he had a top pick locked up. So he decided to skip it all together. But then he got a bit of a reputation as being a diva for thinking that he was above the senior bowl. He had that whole fallout with his agent, and that became kind of a mess. And it wasn't something that was positive heading into the draft process, nor coming out of it. And he ended up slipping to the second round. With Daniel Jones, like you said, a lot of times perception is reality with these guys. And if they perceive that you're some sort of a diva because you're making people go through agents and so on and so forth... That is not going to be helpful to your draft stock. The only way he's going to be able to save it is by having dynamite workouts at this point and perhaps a really good performance at the Senior Bowl, I would assume, right? Yeah, he's definitely going to have to perform well today, uh, the last practice, and you'd like to see it on Saturday. Because there's, there's really no more tape to watch after Saturday. He's, he's done. After this, it's just the pro day and the combine. So he's going to have to nail these interviews and uh, like really answer some questions and also perform well these next couple days. Yeah, absolutely. And so are a lot of these other guys that are both in and out of the Senior Bowl. And that's the beauty of being down there in Mobile is that you get to see a lot of these guys up close. You get to watch the practices. But you're also around a ton of NFL decision makers and insiders. And so you hear a lot of gossip, a lot of news that's going on. We joked yesterday, Clayton, that you didn't have any gossip for me. So I told you to go out there pound down a few drinks, do what you needed to do to get some dirt for today's show. So what do you got for me? (laughs) Yeah, I I got a couple players uh, I want to talk about. First one, the Montez Sweat. Well, he's having having really good practices down here. He's got great size, great uh, great ability off the edge. But he seems to be rubbing people the wrong way uh, when it comes to, like, interviewing or even just trying to interview him. Uh... Like I actually tweeted out in media the other day, he was supposed to go to a podium. There was like four, there was like four stages for like a podium. 
he was supposed to take one of them, and the last second he said he wasn't doing it. Um, which which kind of like was just like an eye opener a little bit. And then I hear yesterday, like when I go out last night, is that he's just not he's not interviewing well, which could really hurt his stock. Uh, and he was he came down here as the top edge rusher at the Senior Bowl. And this was his chance to make sure he was like maybe being like a top three for edge rusher and maybe securing like a top 15 pick. But now if he's not interviewing well, he might not, he's not going to go that high. That's it's just plain and simple. You have to interview well. You have to show these decision makers, like you can, you can work with them. And then also, uh, spoke about this with you a little earlier, Jonah Williams, as much as people want the Jets to take an offensive tackle and Jonah Williams is that hot name, he, He's not going to be a tackle, from what I'm hearing. Uh, people are saying that he's going to move inside, possibly even center. And I'm hearing that he doesn't even want to play center. But that's where people see him. I guess that length is just too much for them to overcome as like decision makers, where they don't see him as a future left tackle. Or at least a left tackle deserve, deserving of top five pick. Any sense where his draft stock is going to be? Now that everybody seems to view him as a guard or a center, is it going to drop him outside of the top 10? Or, as some have suggested, will it drop him completely out of the first round? No, definitely, I don't think it'll drop him out of the first round because people still think he could be like an all-pro interior lineman. It's just that his, his shorter arms aren't like fit to play the tackle position. I think he'll have... I, I think he can still play tackle. But if he moves to guard... I think he could be maybe like around 15. I think that might be like his floor. Uh, maybe like 20 might be his floor. But I, I think he'll still be like a top 15 pick because he, he can be a very, very good interior lineman. And just look at Brandon Scherf a few years ago. He went fifth overall. Uh, Zach Martin, even he was like a somewhat of a sure thing. He went 16th. I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll still make his money going top 15, 20 the worst. We talked about Daniel Jones, but let's talk about the other quarterbacks. I know that Jets fans may say this doesn't matter because the Jets have their quarterback, but it does matter because if these guys go higher than expected, teams may feel the need to trade up, which could increase the value of the number three pick. Plus, even in the mid-rounds, if there are quarterbacks that jump up, there could be prospects that fall to the Jets unexpectedly with their third or fourth round picks. So it actually does matter what's going on with the quarterbacks as far as the Jets go. So what have you been hearing buzz-wise with these QBs that are going to be in this draft? Yeah, so uh, Jared Siddham apparently is, he might be playing the best out of all these quarterbacks. And there was a lot of buzz with him going into, the, uh, going into the season, maybe being the top quarterback in the class. Didn't play up to your expectations this past year, but uh, these past couple days, apparently he's, he's looked the best. Um, and then you got, now this isn't for like a future backup, but Chris McSorley, some people are seeing him as like a Taysom Hill type. Maybe not being able to do everything Taysom Hill does for the Saints, but more along, like he might fit that role better than like just a back, like a number two or three quarterback. Clayton, before we get to the main event, which is somebody that you bumped into, but we're too shy to say hi to, and we're going to get to that in a second. First, tell me if you heard any more dirt from around the Senior Bowl, either involving the players that are playing this week or players that 
are not playing. We already talked about Jonah Williams. Anybody else? Yeah, so Amani Arawariye, he's a quarterback from Penn State. We spoke about him a little bit yesterday. He's still really struggling. Uh, wouldn't be shocked to see him go maybe day three, like early day three. Uh, he, he just showed really stiff hips. He's getting burnt a lot. Uh, so that's, that's probably one guy that I'm hearing a little bit like with his drop, with his sock dropping. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. So, Clayton, I just said that you were standing right near somebody that was a very important person, and you didn't go up and introduce yourself. Maybe you were too shy. Maybe it was the moment. Maybe he was busy. But I got to hear this story because before we came on the phone, you just sort of gave me a little nugget, and then I was left hanging. So I need to know about this. Somebody very important in the New York Jets organization was literally feet from you. What happened, man? You didn't go up and tell him to come on as a guest on TOJ or listen to the Turn on the Jets podcast <laughs> with Joe Caparoso or tell him to read the 12-packs or anything like that? Yeah, uh, yeah Brian Heimerdinger. Uh, he was a few feet away from me. He was, he was with some people that he was talking to. I didn't want to be that guy. So he like introduced myself. And then he walked out of the place with those people still talking. So I'm like, ah. That was my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone up to him and said, Christian Hackenberg, man, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I was joking to you off the phone, I feel like that could have been a commercial where it's like, this is how not to conduct yourself. And then you ask that question and then it's followed by four very large men escorting you out of the establishment so that you are yeah. no longer bothering Mr. Hemmerdinger. But that is really interesting that you were in Mobile and ran into Brian Hemmerdinger. I understand that you also ran into our good buddy Connor Rogers from Stick to the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah. I hung out with him a couple of times this week. Uh, yeah, last night and Monday night. He has his, his thing going with uh, Bleacher Report. Hanging out with him and Matt Miller. Yeah, and those guys uh, definitely fun to hang out with. Yeah, I've heard so much about what it's like to be down in Mobile. It'll be fun for me to go down there at some point if I can make the arrangements and set aside the time. But I wanted to pick your brain on this real quick before we go because I know you have a flight coming up and we're going to talk to Jim Coburn for day three. But this is your first time down in Mobile and it was, I'm sure, a crazy experience for you being around all these decision makers and being able to watch these guys up close and even get to talk to them and interview them and all that. So what was the whole Senior Bowl week vibe like? Did you feel like you were in the middle of some crazy Woodstock for football people or something like that? Yeah, I mean, you, when you walk around practice, you see all these big guys. Like, I, 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 You know what's funny? The one guy that I probably saw the most was John Idzik. It was very... <laughs> I, I can't, felt like I couldn't get away from him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw Idzik a few times. Jack Del Rio was walking around. Mike Brable, man, that guy is big. He's a big He's a big guy. Uh, you just see all these big names and like, being a huge football fan my whole life. Like I've seen his guys. And, like, I, 
part of me wants to be like a fan and like be like in shock and awe, but then other times I have to be like, all right, this is a professional setting. I gotta, I gotta try to try to be an adult here. <laughs> other than apparently Daniel Jones, are a lot of these guys accessible to you? Yeah. Uh, so it seems like everyone was more, like mostly accessible outside of Daniel Jones and maybe Montez Sweat. Uh, I got a couple minutes from Debo Samuel, and he was more than gracious enough to like answer any of my questions. Like after every practice, you get like 15 minutes to interview these guys, and, and mostly scouts, some media, but uh, all these guys were talking like there was no problem. I I know one guy that was like seemed like that wanted to do all this was Dalton Reisner from Kansas State. Like he he loved it. What about the people around the town? Is this just something that they're kind of used to? It's almost like a festival that comes to town every year, like the Austin City Limits or something like that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I had to take a lot of Ubers down here, and all these guys, like, they just know, like, man, you guys are making me a lot of money right now. I love this. Like, they, they love when Senior Bowl comes because so many people are in town and they need Uber drivers. Like, they need Uber drivers to get around. And so it's actually, like, they actually really like it. And this year, um, this year didn't happen, but last year when I came down here, Senior Bowl week just so happened to be the start of Mardi Gras as well. Yeah, so it was uh, really busy last year. Probably not as busy this year, but still, like, and the people around here love it. They get their Airbnbs chilled up. They get their Ubers. They get money. So, yeah, they, they love it. Note to Uber drivers, if you want to make some cash around this time of year, find a way to get yourself to Mobile, Alabama, apparently, and it'll be a gold mine for you. Clayton, thanks so much for coming on and covering the first two days of Senior Bowl practices with me. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, Jim Colburn will be on for day three because you're about to fly home. So before you do, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at NFL Draft, And, uh, yeah, I'll be posting up pretty much every day talking about uh talking about upcoming draft clayton thanks so much man really glad that you were able to be down there in mobile and give us the skinny the first two days did a great job looking forward to reading more of your draft coverage over at turn on the jets.com and i think you and greg armstrong are going to be doing a senior bowl recap show after the game at some point probably drop on sunday morning right uh yeah yeah it'll be sometime this weekend saturday or sunday for sure Awesome. Really looking forward to hearing that so that you guys can talk about beyond what you saw at the practices, what you saw in the game, and whose stock may go up or down. If you remember a few years ago, E.J. Manuel, an example of a guy who played really well in the Senior Bowl, and he went from what was assumed to be a second rounder into the middle of the first round. So sometimes stuff like that happens. Guys slide downwards, too, and we'll see how that works out based on what happens at the game on Saturday and the rest of this week of practice Clayton have a safe flight back in the meantime while Clayton's flying back you can listen to him yesterday if you missed day one or you can check out all the rest of the great podcasts we have right now and you know where you can get them at turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com